the Glenn Beck Program. Um, all right, home title lock. Your home can be stolen uh, by cyber criminals. Now, here's how they do it. Well, I'm not going to tell you how they do it. It's quite easy. It's been done to my house, been done to Stu's house by an FBI agent. Uh, and, and you know, I've had, because of security, I've had extra steps taken to protect my house. Nope, didn't work. In fact, they told me it actually made it easier to steal my house. Oh, thank you. No one is watching your title. Because no one has the access that Home Title Fraud and Home Title Lock has. I want you to go to HomeTitleLock.com. Find out if you're already a victim of Home Title Fraud. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Enter the promo code BECK. Get a month free of protection. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code BECK. Do it now. Hello, America. Welcome to your uh, your program. Today it is your program. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. You hear people like me yapping all the time. I want to hear from you. What's happening in your life? How are you feeling? What is your assessment on what's going on? We'll give you the news of the day, like the the big bill that's about to be passed today. It's not two trillion now. It's six trillion dollars in stimulus money six trillion dollars how far we have come we go to the phones in 60 seconds stand by this is the glenbeck program So yesterday, thank God, the market shot back up. This response, of course, to the hopes of, uh, you know, the stimulus package from Congress. Uh, You know, we hope that that's a good sign. But six trillion dollars at the same time, they're pumping six trillion dollars in. I don't know if you heard, but the uh, Fed has decided that they're going to experiment with a new digital currency. Oh, are they? So now we're 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 looking at digital dollars. And I don't mean digital dollars like, no, that's all numbers, you know. Don't worry about it. We're not printing money. It's, uh, you know, digital. It's all digital. It's uh, no big deal. No, no, no. I mean actual like a competitor to Bitcoin. Oh, another thing that's going to be changed when we get on the other side of this, I fear. Uh, They're concerned, uh, as you should be, about the actual value of the dollar. Nobody's ever done this six trillion dollars isn't that the debt we had under george w bush didn't that the entire value of the debt that took us 220 years to um uh, to amass Stu, can you look that up what was the debt when when barack obama was like this is unpatriotic (laughs) i think the whole thing was six trillion dollars that's what they came up with yesterday and they're about to pass $2 $2 trillion from Congress, $4 trillion from the Fed. May I suggest gold? Gold at goldline.com. In fact, Goldman Sachs just said today, uh, you might want to invest in gold. Really? Really? I thought that was a crazy, I thought that was run for the hills kind of stuff. Now Goldman Sachs is saying you should put your money into gold. They just made that announcement. Have you called Goldline yet? Please do it. Please, please do it. 
It's at what sixteen hundred an ounce right now. If if what I think is coming comes, you are going to you're going to look at that as a cheap buy. Call Goldline now, 866 Goldline, 1 866 Goldline or Goldline.com. Arguing with Socialists, the new book from Glenn Beck. Pre order now on Amazon. Yes. Love that. Uh, The the new book does come out. Is that next week? Yeah, that's next week, isn't it? Or in two weeks. Grab your your, uh, copy of it, and uh, you can, in fact, I think you can go to arguingwithsocialists.com. Do we have that URL? Uh, and you can listen a little bit of the um, the audio of it and get a get the first chapter uh, and order it wherever you order your books. All right, I want to hear from you, um, Stu. Can we? Can you hold your? Because Stu came in and he was fired up about something, uh, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. But uh, can you hold it for a sec? Can <laughs> of we, course. Can we hold it for just a sec? Mm-hmm. I'm on I want to demand go right for to the you. Phones. Mm-hmm. On demand, mm-hmm. Stu. On demand <laughs> only at the Blaze TV. Let's go to uh, Rick in California. Hi, Rick. Hey, Glenn. Hey, nice to talk to you. I am furious. Good to talk to you, man. Um, we we are business as usual here um, in my neighborhood. Within, I would say, 200 yards, we got construction sites, full bore. Everybody's working. We got mm-hmm. landscapers cutting trees and cutting bushes, and we got cleaning ladies going into houses. What do all those people have in common? They're all uh, illegal. Of well, all cleaning people are illegal. <laughs> I'm assuming you in were, California. Hmm. It, 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 you're making a broad generalization here <laughs> in California. I'm guessing, Rick. Uh, uh, so, well, so I, what are I you? Might sound, I might sound a little racist, but I am a, a former small business owner, <laughs> and it is impossible uh, in California to hire somebody legally. It is. It, it is impossible. So. Those people working right now, not obeying the rules right now, I I would say 99% they're illegal. Certainly, uh, there is a so, high percentage of uh, illegal workers in some of these fields that you're talking about. I know you're uh, overgeneralizing there, but generally speaking, uh, there is that is obviously an issue in, in I know Southern in te- California. I know, in, I know in Texas, it's hard to hire people that are uh, not illegals for some jobs. It's very, very difficult, and I'm sure it's the same in California. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Nate in Ohio. Hello, Nate. How are you feeling today? Hey, Glenn. How are you doing today? Good. Oh, my God. I'm so honored to talk to you. Um, no, I want to talk to you, oh, thank you about my situation. Um, I am 38 years old, and my wife is about the same age. And she mm-hmm. is in a nursing home. Oof. Wait, she yeah. works in a nursing home or she's in a nursing home? She lives in a nursing home. Okay. Uh, she has MS and mm. uh, for the last, I don't know, two or three weeks, she has not been allowed to leave her room. For the last month, I've been, I have not been able to see my wife. Can you see her through the window? Can they open up the no, window and I'm not open it, but and it's kind of upstairs back in a field. Wow. So other have than you been face- able to FaceTime her? You have FaceTimed yes, FaceTime her. her. And the other thing is we have a almost 16 year old boy. And uh, he's living with 
my mother now because I have to work and get stuff, you know, make money and pay bills. And even now, because my mother's immunocompromised, I can't see her either. So it's been a month since I've seen my wife or my son. Mm. And I work in a uh, very public setting. I work at a plasma donation center. So I just have people coming in left and right. And I've almost consigned myself to the fact that I'm going to get sick and I know I can't see anybody in. My biggest fear in life is that I will get sick and it'll hit me hard. One, because I am a smoker. I know. Don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I used to be a smoker. It's hard. I I won't be able to say goodbye. That is my biggest fear in the world. All right. So, Nate, first, let's not concentrate on the fear. The most important thing you can do is, and it's really, really, really hard But I truly believe as a man thinketh, he becomes Um, as you Mm -hmm. think uh, you will create. So so don't create that uh, for yourself. Just negative thinking and thinking like that is it it will help you get it, believe it or not. Yeah, I agree. And I when I talked to my wife, and my son on Facebook and I I had an awesome conversation with my son the other day where we started playing our flutes together. And it was just amazing. And I took pictures of it. It's like, oh my gosh, he looks so much like me. This is great. Mm. We're getting through this together. Yay. But no, mm. I just I just miss my family. That's the... Nate, I, I cannot imagine your situation. Um, uh, I can't. Um, but God bless you. And please stay in touch. Tell us what's happening in your life. And uh, do you have friends that you can reach out to when you really get into the dumps? Yes, I do. And okay, I good. I talk to them all the time. Good, Believe me, I'm good. quite vociferous. Okay, good. Nate, thank you very much. Let me go to Robbie in uh, Utah. Hello, Robbie. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. You sound a little sleepy. No, I'm wide awake. Okay. Um, All right. I got I, I to gotta tell you, Glenn, it is an honor to chat with you. Um, last time I saw you on TV, it was in high school. And uh, shout out to the Pluto TV, man. I love it. I love seeing you back on uh, my oh, iPad on TV. Great. Great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see you. You look good. Um, no, as a, as a Democrat, I'm fuming and trying to keep calm. While talking with you, um, I'm actually, this, this has kind of thrown me into a shocker because of how idiotic this whole move was over this pork. And the focus is supposed to be on Americans and just securing everything that's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just, I'm so angry. I'm leaving what I would call the party. Um, You know, the things I always watch you with intellectually, everything that you talk about makes sense to me. So I have to thank you with 
you educating me. I, I, wow. I think I'm just at the breaking point where uh, I'm coming towards your side. And this whole thing that has happened with the pork has just made me so furious. I think that's my breaking point. It, it's it's really disturbing to to me, um, Robbie, uh, as an American, and I don't want to talk about politics, but as an American, there there seems to be uh, a disconnect, and I don't even th- I don't know what it is, um, but there's a disconnect. I I feel like there are two Americas right now. That there's this America that cares, and it's Democrats and Republicans and Independents. And we'll all do what we're supposed to do. And and then there's this really sick group uh, that I, I don't know if it's just media or or what. And I'm sure they're the same, you know, on on the other side. I haven't seen them, but I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt that people are people. It's it's not one side. People are people. But there is this feeling that I get, at least, of they don't give a flying crap. They they will do they'll use anything to further themselves or their agenda or take the president down or whatever. And it's it's really disgusting, really disgusting. I don't think I've I don't think I've been as uh, sickened or aware of it as much as I am right now uh, because of all of this pork. And I'm I'm waiting for the pork shoe to fall on the Republican side, because if it's on the Republican side, uh, you know, and we find it in this bill and it's as grotesque as what they were proposing, it's really sick. I hope it's not there. Um, but uh, as Ted, go ahead. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. But no, you, go ahead. You said it perfectly. I don't want to talk politics. This particular topic should have no politics associated Correct. with it at all. We know what we need to do uh, from what you've talked about. And I mean, I haven't really literally looked at the bill yet. You know, maybe I'll do that a little bit later on as it comes out. But the focus is the issue and Americans. Uh, I've I've always hated crap when it gets into politics and right side, left side. You know, I'm smart enough to be open minded, but. Um, I can put my own opinion aside first, listen to the facts, research the facts, and then make an opinion. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I do. this is not one of those things. It, I, I just, I get so angry the more and more I talk about it. I just, I, I just wanted to vent with you and I appreciate it. But this whole thing should have been passed a long time ago. And I understand the disease that you're talking about. Uh, honestly, it's, um, I think it's a psychological thing. I think people are losing it. People have always been crazy. They're crazies coming out even more in these, in these, uh, I, I don't want to say latter days, but these recent times. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I do. It's just, it's absurd. It's insane. My community as Americans, I see a lot of good Americans come together and it's not about politics. It's America first. You know what I mean? You're an American. I do. My neighbor's an American. We come together because, damn it, that's what we are. We have the American pride, and we Americans rock. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep this radio and TV you know, 
friendly, but yeah. <laughs> I can I can feel it from you. Awesome. Yeah. And that's um, how Robbie, how, how old are you? I'm 23. 23, man. You you have your head on your shoulders more than I think I did when I was 23. Um, congratulations for doing your own homework and uh, and questioning everything. Congratulations. Well, I'm proud to have you as a listener. Well, I appreciate it, Glenn. I, like I said, I, I, when I was younger, I saw you on uh, Fox and CNN, and um, you just made sense to me, and I've always followed you, and I, I never took any crap from anybody that tried to talk trash about you because I always tell everybody, look, you got to listen to everything from every side and then make a decision. And that's the kind of Good stuff you. you talk about. And, you know, so again, I thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, Robbie. Uh, we're going to come back to the uh, phones here in just a second. I, I, I love hearing from you. Uh, and uh, what Robbie said is true. We just need the government to get out of our way. When, when, when Donald Trump says, I want to put America back, you know, at Easter, I've got a great analogy for you on this because uh, I know Donald Trump and I know Donald Trump's history. And I'm going to tell you exactly what he's doing when he says that uh, coming up later on in the program. We're also going to go through this bill. Uh, Robbie hasn't read it. Most people haven't read it. Uh, we put our researchers on it because I ain't going to read it. Uh, we put our researchers on it uh, and we are going to have a breakdown for you on this uh, coming up in uh, just a little while uh, on that. But Robbie said the Americans that I see, I'm seeing a lot of good people come out of the woodwork. Know this. What I said to you in 2008 is true. We surround them. There are more people right now that will sacrifice themselves for the nation. They will do what it needs to happen for the nation. Uh, and, and, uh, and there's more of us that see this as an American thing over a Democrat and Republican thing. And the, the press and the politicians... I don't care what they believe in. Any politician that is using this is going to find himself in real trouble with the American people. So if you're like millions of Americans, you're uh, stuck in your house right about now out of curiosity. What's your dog doing? I mean, I mean, is he out of his mind happy for once because he's he's not the only one with cabin fever or is he like, look, you people usually leave every day. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it. I need my me time. I want you to consider also your dog what he's eating uh, because he's eating most likely dead food. They have to sterilize the food so it'll have a long shelf life and he probably doesn't like it very much, but he's your buddy, right? May I ask you to consider upping your feeding game and not changing your food, adding a supplement to it. Uh, you put it on the dog food. It's called Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens, Rough Greens. Um, you put it on the dog food. It contains massive amounts of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, even omega oils and antioxidants. I could talk to you about what your dog poop should look like in your yard, but I'm not going to. But I had to sit through that. I sat through it so you didn't have to. I talked to my vet about this. She said, what are you feeding the dog? And I said, well, I just put this on. Can I see the package, please? 
sent her the package. She looked at it and she said, this stuff's fantastic. Great. Rough greens, R-U-F-F greens, 14-J jumpstart challenge right now, fourteen ninety-five. See the difference in your dog in just two weeks. Go to rough greens, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33 or go to roughgreens.com slash Beck now. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, Stu. This is the Glenn Beck program. Oh, so what's so your Yeah. What? What were you going to say? No, I was just, just I'm wanting to see where you wanted to go uh, from here. Uh, yeah. Because I, I mean, well, we have uh, been taking these calls and they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. And uh, so far, I've been uh-huh, very, uh-huh. very, uh, really very good, but also like a little depressing. <laughs> what's that? depressing they're depressing uh, there was a little depressed i'm a little depressed by a couple of the calls um but uh one of them was really hard but i oh, think that this is happening all over the place too it's so depressing i mean there's people that are you know there was a, i heard an interview with a woman whose husband you know one week uh, says hey uh, i'm not I'm, I'm feeling a little cold has a little bit of a fever they go to the doctor get some medication next day ah, i still got a fever my fever's up a little bit goes to the hospital they remove her from the hospital room and are like, uh, we are a little worried about the COVID-19 thing. We'll get back to you here with a test. Uh, gets the test, has it. Um, he, she obviously can't go in the room with him. She can't communicate with him in really any way. She's just sending him texts mm-hmm. and, uh, and then never sees him again and he dies. And that's the end of the story. So another uplifting one here for okay, me. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, thank you're welcome. you for... I, don't, <laughs> I, mean, like, I could have gotten that from a phone caller. Uh, it's just rough. I could have gotten that from a depressing... I've got a lot of good calls here. People I know. Are, well, I'm a little annoyed about something, and you're not letting me get to it, and that's what's making putting me in a That's bad what it is. That's, that's what it is. Well, you could have done it there, but I guess you're going to have to wait, Stu. I guess you're going to have to wait. Your phone call is coming up, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Today is your day. Also, we're going to talk to Thomas Massey coming up in just a few minutes and tell you about the special that we have tonight on what Washington's really doing. All right. Right now, I have some bad news for you. If you're uh, uh, if you're working from home all the time, you're probably sitting in a really crappy chair. Now, here's the good news. I got a really good chair for you. A really great chair. If you were sitting in a crappy, you know, really crappy chair, your back is going to hurt all the time. Uh, Your butt's going to go to sleep on you. 80% of Americans are working from home at least one day a week, and that's before the coronavirus. The number is skyrocketing now, and if you have a home office or the office at, at, uh, at the office building, get an X chair. It has the patented dynamic variable lumbar, or DVL. It's a support system that once you feel it, you're never going to go back to any other chair. It's advanced ergonomics, human styling. There's no other choice other than the X chair for an office chair. Feel the DVL difference yourself. Call them at 844-4X-CHAIR or go to xchairbeck.com. Order your chair now. They'll send it to you. Don't worry. There's a a money-back guarantee on it. If you don't love it, it's X-Chair Beck. All right. Glenn Beck, Arguing with Socialists, comes out April 7th. Uh, We'll have a lot more on it, but you can pre-order it now at Amazon or glennbeck.com.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Let's go to uh, Julie in Tennessee. Hello, Julie. It's your day. Hey, Glenn. I've been waiting 10 years to talk to you. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I should have been waiting. I should have talked to you a long time ago before this. Yeah. Um, and hi, Stu. <laughs> hi, how are you? My husband, uh, we're great. I'm great. Well, you know, as good as could be. Uh, my husband introduced me to you uh, when I met him. He's like, do you know? Do you know anything about going back, you know? So, uh, <laughs> it is a dating requirement. It really is. It's <laughs> Yeah, no. I first I It's a little husband. like the princess bride test with me. If you don't yeah. like the princess bride, uh, we're not going to be friends. Right, right. That's it. And yeah. after I listened to him, I, he, that was a prerequisite. Now we're married. Um Yeah, good. And, you know, I'll tell you. I had we my husband and I this is our normal lifestyle except for the government imposing this on everybody yeah. else. But, right. <laughs> and everyone's freaking out, and I'm like, why are they freaking out, except I don't want my civil liberties taken away. Um, yeah. But we've been having a lot of epiphanies and, about this, because we, we think there's more to it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that's a big concern. And do you, do you, 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 you care to share that, Julie? Well, I think... You well, don't have to. Well, no, everyone's panicking, I think, and when, you know, don't let a good crisis go to waste. Well, you need, Julie, do not miss my special tonight. Do not miss my... We got got that set on a timer. (laughs) Okay, good. never miss any of your specials. Tonight is the one we're talking about, uh, loss of civil liberties and never letting a crisis go to waste. You won't believe what they're doing. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, yes, absolutely. But I'll tell you, yesterday, Steve Deese had the most amazing show. And he's he's got really good points. Sometimes I don't agree with him, and that's Mm -hmm. good. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he... Sometimes I'm yelling at the radio at Steve, which is good because he he brings me to thinking, you know, and I have, that's a good thing. But that man inspired me and and said, charge in my heart. I was like, yes. And I contacted the White House. And I, I told the woman who answered that... We stand with the president, and and I was not a fan. My husband and I, we didn't vote for the president. We voted for the Supreme Court. Right. When we voted for the president. Right. So now is the day. We are the next, the second, gen, second greatest generation. All of us combined. I don't care what generation you're from. We all have to stand together. They divided us racially. And now they're dividing us generationally. They've got the boomers against the zoomers, against the millennials, and that's what's happening. And I see it. And and everyone's angry at everybody based on race and age and economic situations. And, and it shouldn't be like that. And it Julie, is. how old are may I ask how old you are? I'm fifty seven, but I don't feel it. You're f- you're 57? Yes. You do not sound it. You do not sound it. That's <laughs> shocking to me. You you sound yeah. like you're somebody that's in your 20s. You uh, yeah. this is great. Julie I'm a, Julie I'm a I youthful I, person. Yeah. 
you are uh, you're spot on. And I think this is what I was hoping I was going to hear from the audience today. And I've now heard it from two phone calls. This this um, galvanizing of of Americans into understanding that this may be and not the virus, but what the effects of this virus are going to do to our economy this is galvanizing us now into a nation again and we're starting to hear the call of no we can be the greatest american generation this is the this this one unlike um uh the uh, 9-11 tragedy when those towers went down we were galvanized into one but that was a war that uh, was not fought by the average person. We're still in that war, and we can't tell you what we're even doing or what the objective is. This one is going to be fought by, and it's going to need to be fought by, every single American. When this engine is turned back on, we have to go back to work and work like we've never worked before. Otherwise, we're going to lose it. And I think this is starting to dawn on people. I think people are starting to look at each other and going, you know, this was this was all like I didn't want to stay home with my you know, family for a week or two. I didn't want to be locked in, which I really don't understand. I joke about it all the time, but I'm having a blast with my family. Um, and I think it's gone from that to wait a minute, wait a minute. And reflecting exactly what the president is saying, and that is. Okay, I want to do the right thing, but we have to have something left to come back to. And if we don't get back to work pretty soon and find a way to turn this engine back on, there ain't going to be anything left. Julie, thanks for your call. Daniel in Kentucky, you're an ER doctor? Yes, sir. How are you, sir? I'm I'm doing pretty well overall. Uh, it's, It's crazy times we're living in. It is. How are, how are things um, at the hospital? Right now, things in, in the eastern corner of Kentucky, of Kentucky are doing pretty well still. Uh, people are okay. actually do, doing, uh, doing what they've been asked to. I've, I've been really impressed with the community. They've been trying to uh, largely hunker down for the most part. Uh, our volume in yeah, the ER but... has dropped significantly. A lot of the people who are coming in for... Uh, regular checkup kind of stuff yeah uh, right right by uh, by their family doc have have actually been uh staying away and and leaving the emergency uh supplies for for people who do seem to need it more excellent 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 so um you're calling regarding what daniel glenn my big concern right now is the, the people in washington are not the only ones who are not letting a crisis go to waste um, doctors have never been very good at organizing um, and, and standing up for ourselves. Usually we are busy working with patients. That's why we went to medical school. There is a group right now, the, um, the, the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, I believe, and as the AANP. Okay. Um, they have been using this as an opportunity to push what they've been pushing for for the last several years. Their goal has been complete independent practice, complete autonomy for all nurse practitioners without the um, 
without having a supervising physician. They're not interested in physician-led teams. They're wanting to get their people out in complete practice. These are folks who did not go to medical school. Mm-hmm. They didn't do a residency. They went to, most of them went to nursing school, but now they're even programs like Vanderbilt that are not even requiring a nursing degree before going and doing a two-year program that is mostly online and becoming a, a quote, advanced practice nurse practitioner. They're writing for wow. medications. They're ordering tests. And, you know, honestly, in, in an urgent care situation, that would probably be okay. In a clinic where they can be supervised by someone who has gone to medical school, who has gone right. through a residency, who even, even the shortest residencies, the three-year ones like family medicine, internal medicine, right. emergency medicine, they're still. I, I thought. I thought. I thought nurse practitioners were under the uh, had to be under an umbrella of a doctor. They have been for a while, but that has most states have been pushing away from that because the nursing lobby has spent a lot of time in the state capitals. Here, they've spent a lot of time in Frankfurt. They're put, they've gotten a bill pushed right now that has uh, that is trying to get them the capacity to practice independently. After a, I believe, a three-year, three to five-year supervised time, so, and also be able so to Dan- fight for controlled substances. So, Daniel, what is, uh, as they're cracking down on doctors, they're allowing other people to write for controlled substances? That's crazy. Um, so what can the average person do, or what should they do? How can they help you? They need to be writing to their congressmen. They need to be calling them. In Kentucky, at Frankfurt, they are, uh, if they call the, the switchboard, they can leave a message and they get put in the, in the uh, representatives' boxes. And even if it's people who are not on the, the appropriate committees, they can talk, to, uh, talk amongst themselves and say, hey, I'm getting a lot of pressure from my district about this. This is, what's ha- this is what happens in the VA. My brother's in the military. He's been... Uh, well, I can't actually talk about where some of the places he's been, but yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Usually, yeah. when he goes to to the VA, when he goes to one of their clinics, it's not a doctor that he's seeing. Glenn. He's seeing yeah. a PA. He's seeing a nurse practitioner. Okay, Daniel, I thank you for your concern. Thank you for your uh, uh, for your phone call and your service uh, to your community right now. And I also want to say thank you to the nurse practitioners. I see a nurse practitioner, you know, from time to time if my doctor is busy and I have no problem with nurse practitioners uh, as long as they're under. I mean, I I just have always seen one where they're under the doctor. And so the doctor is is uh, doing the consulting on that. I have a lot of respect. In fact, my ex, I think. I think two of her sisters are nurse practitioners, and I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, But again, let's not make this about politics. Let's not make this about power. Let's make this about the right thing to do. All right. Thanks for your phone call. Let me tell you about American financing. You know, you want to find a silver lining. This is it. Uh, Right now, you can refinance your home and save a buttload of money i was just talking to a bank uh yesterday uh one of our local banks here a guy who runs it and and uh, he said we're doing refinancing we're you know closing on he said i closed on five loans today because i asked him how's how's business for you guys uh and um 
the the closings are still happening uh and now is the time to look at a loan especially if you will look to refi or i mean even if you're going to buy a house now is the time to get a great great deal on the mortgage uh if you're looking to consolidate if you have high interest debt please i beg you get out of those credit cards refi right now fold that into your mortgage you don't have to go back to a 30-year you know mortgage you don't have to change the terms just refi get that big huge payment off your back we're all going to need some extra space but make a deal with yourself in fact write it down Put it on your mirror. I'm not going to spend the money I'm saving. I'm going to pay down my debt. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, welcome to the uh, program. We're glad you're here. Oh, you know what? I think I have uh, Thomas Massey on uh, next hour. We also are going to be telling you a little bit about the special that we're doing here uh, coming up in just a few minutes and taking your phone calls. Uh, And I'm going to let Stu get to the vent. He's got something just building up in him, uh, and we'll we'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, Let's go to Scott in Florida. Hello, Scott. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Glenn Beck. How are you today, sir? I'm very good. What's happening, Scott? Okay. Um, well, they passed another bill that you have to read. That they passed another bill that you have to pass it to find out what's in it before you, you know they voted on it. It's, it's just crazy. Uh, it's insane. Let me hang on, Scott. Hang on. It's it's even crazier. They have just said that it looks like this is going to pass uh, with something called a unanimous vote uh, because not everybody's there to vote, so they're just going to count it as unanimous. Yeah, not, I do not, not even, like not that even, at all. They're not even there to do their job, and they still pass it. That's ridiculous. Okay, Unbelievable. Now, Glenn, when I talk to your screener, I, you know, what can we do, and how are we living our life with this threat of COVID-19? Well, yeah. I've uh, had the misfortune of uh, engaging in a code enforcement battle in Brevard County, Florida, because I had to buy something worse than Obamacare for my septic tank, mandated by the state. They even told me who I had to buy it from, and that ended up causing me a massive heart attack. And so that left me with a quad bypass and aortic valve replacement. Uh, Since then, I've had three of the four bypass grafts fail. One is held open with a stent, and now I have a microclip in my heart. And so... I have already told my sons that if I get coronavirus, to go ahead and authorize the doctor to give me the cosequin or the hydrocosequin so it, they can see how it affects people with congestive heart failure. Because even if it doesn't save me, I hope that I can save somebody else's life, and I hope the life I might save including mine, if that's possible, goes on to fight the tyranny we have in this government because the thing I miss most about this isolation is being able to see my three-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter like I used to. 
And that just breaks my heart. And I don't want the government to to turn her into a debt slave or my other three grandchildren. Scott, you are a great, great man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And my heart breaks um, for you. You know, the Nevada governor just banned that malaria drug for coronavirus patients. Who does he think he is? This is this has been used in South Korea. This is being used in hospitals here in America, and it is making a difference. Who is he to say that you are? Is he a doctor? Can you check? It's the Nevada governor. Is is he a is he a doctor? That, that's you know they're saying. Oh, Donald Trump is irresponsible for telling people to look at this and ask their doctor about it. He's just mandating. Nope. You don't have a choice on that. That's absolutely outrageous. Outrageous, especially in Nevada. I mean, jeez. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Well, the Senate is about to pass a, you ready? Buckle in. $6 trillion stimulus package. You've heard about the $2 trillion that's just the beginning. The Fed is kicking in another $4 trillion. This is a $6 trillion bailout. Is there going to be anything left at the end of this? And people are, oh, I can't believe that Donald Trump is saying we need to get back to work. Yeah, we need to turn the engine back on really pretty soon. We have to have some sort of plan as we, we don't want to lose everything that we have we save the body and lose the soul i don't think that's what i signed up for we'll get into that here in just a second thomas massey is going to go over what's in this bill and what we should be looking for also our special tonight at 9 p.m is on this very topic we're not going to be looking necessarily just at the bill we're looking at what else they're doing what is the pentagon planning what are the plans that are being drawn up right now to make sure that uh there's continuity in washington Unfortunately, it goes against a lot of the Constitution, but nobody seems to care about that right now. If you do, you don't want to miss the special tonight at 9. We'll begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, and it really is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. We're also taking your phone calls at 888-727-BECK. I want to check in with you today, see how you feel. Um, I want to talk to you first about Goldline. Uh, the ship is not going down. This ship is not going down. Now, you have to, you have to decide, am I going to be part of the solution or the problem? The best thing you can do is do everything you can to get out of your high interest debt. Get out of it. Get a new refi uh, and, and consolidation loan if you have to. But get your bills down. Then don't spend that money. Use that money to position yourself in the right way. Goldman Sachs just came out last night and said, "Ah, oh, you know, maybe it's time to buy gold, uh, you know, an alternative to uh, currency. Oh, Really? I thought that was crazy talk. Now it's coming from Goldman Sachs. If Goldman Sachs is saying it, uh, you know, people are going to start following it. 
please call Goldline today. The number is 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. Do all of your homework. Find out if this is right for you. They have a um, uh, an, an accumulation special that I asked them to make because I know there's a lot of people like I don't I can't buy an ounce of gold right now. I get it. Ask them about their accumulation special. Something is better than nothing, and you can buy it a little piece at a time. You know, on your your weekly paycheck or your your uh, your bi monthly paycheck. They'll take a little piece out of the time. You can send it directly to them and they will accumulate that gold for you. Please have something. Goldline, diversify right now. Call 866 Goldline, 1 866 Goldline or goldline.com. Democratically socialist economies. Arguing with socialists. First of all, it's it's democratic. The new book from Glenn Beck. Um, and the <laughs> other thing, too, is that, is that you can good. pre order it now on Amazon. All right. I've been taking your phone calls, and I want to go to Jason here in just a second. But I, I first, I have to go to Stu, because Stu has been busting at the buttons to uh, get something off of his chest today. Now, that, that's just the weight I've gained since this shutdown happened. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's yeah. not, has yeah. nothing to do with, yeah. with me being fired up. I am fired up, though, about yeah. about this ridiculous thing that was, it was, it went uh, you know, viral last night, and that's a weird thing to say, I guess, these days. But uh, it was trending yeah. on Twitter, and it's a thing. Uh, it's a short clip from the radio show yesterday, where you're talking about the sacrifices, you know, uh, that we're, we'd be making by losing essentially the economy. And I think the way you put it was losing the whole country. If we were to lose the entire country, uh, you know, what would you do to stop that? And you had brought up. You know, look, this is important, right? This is this is not just some little thing. It's not about us buying flat screens, right? It's about it's about the American experiment at the very core. Yeah, I was saying, I'm glad that I didn't know this was uh, trending. This was trending yesterday. Yes, well, I uh, yeah, it was like one of the top two or three uh, trending topics. Oh, good, congratulations. So I don't way. have a problem with this. I was I was, thank you. I was saying yesterday that. I think the greatest American generation is here in all of us. And if it means that I would be asked if 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 they say you got to stay home for six months, some of us are going to have to go to work. We have to turn this engine on or there's nothing left for our children or grandchildren. Right. And I think there are millions of Americans that will stand up and do the right thing and say, you know what? If I die, I die. I need to. I mean, it's like Chernobyl. We got to put the fire out. We have to keep the economy going. Mm -hmm. So if we die, we die. And I think there are millions of Americans that would see that as their service. And I think, you know, of course, including me, anyone who listened to the show yesterday, obviously knew that's what you were talking about. uh, And that is uh, anyone who listened to even the clip would obviously know that. However, it was presented what was trending a little differently. It was presented a Glenn Beck Uh issues call for older Americans to go back to work. Even if we all get sick, I'd rather die than kill the country, is the quote. Now, of course, that is a quote, although not at no point did you issue a call for older Americans to go back to work. At no point 
Did you urge, that's another quote from the article, uh, anyone, you didn't urge anyone to do anything or say anything. You were talking about you, what you, how you felt about yourself in a hypothetical situation where you were given the choice between uh, the country going away or going back to work and risking it. And you said, I'd rather risk it. They also said that you, uh, you told America, you said Americans should go back to work, which you did not say. Um, and you know this is the thing and mediate was that was the first example that i saw the one that was trending uh, where they just took some like media matters tweet where they they put a tiny bit of video of you out there out of context but again like even if you listen to it in context you don't say any of these things you don't say that the the, the, they should go back to work you don't urge anyone to go back to work in fact it's pretty clear you're not urging people to go back to work right now as you're broadcasting from your home on the video that they're tweeting you're actually not going to work yourself right now and the idea that you know it's put out there to make it look as if you haven't taken the the coronavirus thing seriously and you just want everyone to go back to work because all you care about is money in the economy when i keep getting wait a minute you've gone the opposite way the the, the audience in fact the media was saying that the trump administration and and, in a move that you you agreed with cutting off travel from china was nothing but a racist trope because they didn't like chinese people uh and, and when the media was saying all of that stuff you were doing specials on the coronavirus before anybody was talking about it being a threat here you've taken it so seriously at times i think a lot of the audience thought you were going too far with it we obviously now know that the country is shut down that was that was that was the right place to be on on this particular topic but the people who of course post these things get paid to listen to the show every day so they a hundred percent know how much you've been on this you've been ranting about it nonstop for months however they make it look like in one piece of video that you didn't uh you're just flippant about the coronavirus and at the end of the day it's not even you know look the, the media matters people like it's a sad existence and Despicable. it's very difficult i'm sure on them and their families like you, you got to go and you, you got to do this job that doesn't really mean anything and you don't get paid anything and like you have this long existence where you know you, it's filled with sadness and, and so i i dismiss them a little bit but like the media themselves how do you continue to fall for these things? Can you at least listen to the edited because video they that get... they presented? No. At least listen to that whole no. thing before you write the article. By the way, end no, of the story, they, they had to delete the trending tweet. You, have a, you know how hard it is to get a thing tr- trending on Twitter? These, these organizations exist to do it. Their entire business model is about trying to get things to trend on Twitter. They get one and they have to are forced to delete it because it's so misleading. They have to change the story because it's so misleading. And at the end of the day what do they accomplish well yes they deleted their tweet congratulations they actually at least stepped up and corrected it a little bit though not entirely on the other side 500 other places picked it up and ran with it and aren't going to do anything so mission okay, accomplished here's, for here's, the day you know that's what? your that's your big uh, you know your big accomplishment Let, for the day let's gets see done. if we can let's see if we can get the truth to trend here Let, let's have social media grab this and send this out send this send this message out America knows that the COVID-19 virus is a problem. We know it. We see it. We see the trends. We know that we're just starting to hit the hockey stick spike in, uh, in illnesses and deaths. However, America also knows 
that the cure might kill the patient even faster. And the patient isn't just the actual physical bodies in America, but it is America itself. When you are bailing, you're putting a bailout package on the first week of six trillion dollars. Who's going to pay for that? How is that going to be paid for? And I contend that there are people like me in my age and above that would gladly see this as their service. And if it meant that we all had to go in and be the Chernobyl firemen, not in some noble kind of, oh, my gosh, throw flowers at our feet. I mean, just to do it because it's the right thing. The engine of this nation cannot stop. Do you know how many people will die if we kill the capitalist system of America? Do you know how many people will fall into slavery? Do you know how many people will starve to death because America is no longer available for anyone, including our own people? We are fighting this because we have the resources to do it. We are fighting this because we have the the engine to do it. And we can clearly fight this. And I mean, fight the part of the engine. Go in and turn the engine back on because I'm telling you, we have the people to do it. Americans don't cower. Americans run up the stairs of burning buildings. They don't run out of the building and cower. We know there's a problem with the virus. We know people are going to die. We must take that seriously. As I have been saying for I don't know how long, the problem is not the number of dead that we're trying to avoid. The problem is we are trying to make sure that our hospital systems are not overwhelmed. So I've been on that before the media was on that. I was talking about that before anyone was talking about that. Now it's time for you people in the media to shift your gears and understand there's another nuanced level to this story. And that is the illness that will kill the American dream. And that illness is the engine has been turned off. Who's willing to step to the plate? I contend there are millions of Americans just like me that will look at their children and their grandchildren's future and they will say, I am not going to have them a slave to debt. I am not going to erase their future because I was afraid to die. I'm not afraid to die. I am afraid that our nation might die. And that dooms millions to poverty, illness, starvation, and a lack of hope. Let's see if that will trend. Doubt it. Mm. Doubt it. Because they won't pick any of that up. If they do, they'll cut around it. But that's what America thinks. I believe. That's who America is. I believe. Now, let's see what the weasels are doing. Tonight at 9 o'clock, we have, we have a new special. You don't ever want to waste an emergency. Coronavirus, don't waste an emergency. What is the government really doing? What are the plans that they're drawing up? How, how close are we? 
to losing your freedom. Tonight at 9 o'clock, we'll give you a sneak peek in one minute. If you're thinking about selling your house anytime soon, I bet the past few weeks have been really frustrating. I mean, who's coming to look at your house right now? For that matter, who's brave enough to make an investment right now? Well, you know, there are people out there that are still going on with their lives in a lot of places in the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The market is going to recover from this. Might be a slow process, but it's going to. And you know what? As soon as we find something, oh, I don't know. Like the drug that the governor of Nevada just banned, and I, I contend it is a Donald Trump thing. It's just because Donald Trump mentioned this that they can't allow him to be right. I'm convinced of it. Anyway, soon as we soon as we turn this engine back on, things are going to change. Uh, now, this is where real estate agents I trust comes in. Do the preparation for your home to get it sold. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a is a service to you. It's a free service to you. We work with the people who are the top of their class. And when you get a scary market like this one, you want the best in the class to be your real estate agent. You want somebody on your side working with you to get uh, you ready for what's coming next, using the best practices to ease your mind, see you through the entire real estate project, uh, and. And whether you're buying or selling a home, you need somebody who is the best in their class. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Call them now. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com uh, and you just give us your information. We will have a real estate agent name and phone number to you, usually within the first five minutes. But we try for the first hour for sure. Uh, and you'll have them on the phone in just the next few minutes. If you're looking for information on how to buy or sell a home right now, realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Mm. <sighs> Man. They'll cover stuff like that, but they won't cover what we're going to cover tonight. This is why Blaze TV is so important. I ask for your subscription uh, you know, it's it it is ten bucks a month, but it is an investment in our future. It is an investment in the truth. It is an investment in liberty. It's an investment in the First Amendment, freedom of press, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly. It's an investment, and you know what we are building. And we are now only behind Fox News. We are now the largest conservative uh, voice. Um, in, uh, I think in the world, aren't we behind Fox news? And I mean, we're way behind Fox news, but they have kind of a head start in the billions of dollars behind them. Uh, but we have the voices that you need to hear. And tonight at nine o'clock, that's 9 PM Eastern time. You can see it for free on Pluto TV. You can see it for free on uh, YouTube, but it will only air the one time there. You can get it on demand and live at blaze TV.com. If you're a member and we really, really need your subscription. We need your sponsorship. Uh, blaze TV.com slash Glenn. Now, Jason is here. He's my head researcher and uh, head writer, and he's uh, from his bunker at home where he has been holed up. Give me a synopsis for the audience of what 
we found and what we're going to cover tonight? You know, I, I multiple times working for you, I've had those, oh my gosh, that cannot be right type moments uh, when I look into some mm-hmm. of these things. As I see what the, okay, we've had multiple governors, mayors plead with Donald Trump to say, get involved. Why don't you start this? And I'm like, no, we don't want them to act first. Because what mm-hmm. we have found over the past couple of weeks, oh yeah, the government has a plan. And it blew my mind. Because, and I think most of the viewers, you know, that that listen, they consider themselves pretty informed on the Constitution. I consider myself pretty informed on the Constitution, so I know these things are federal crimes if they're actually enacted upon. But they don't seem to care. And tonight we're going to reference Katrina a few times to show you, look, they didn't care then, and they infringed upon these many rights. Um, they don't care. And even though there are constitutional, you know, uh, provisions that don't allow let's say like the military to come in and fully take control over a community and usurp power from the local uh, government. They have a plan. They've actually written it. And I cannot believe this when I was reading this. We're going to show you these things tonight. We're going to make them available. We're going to show you the DOD Pentagon orders and mandates that give them, given the power from, I don't know who, but they have the power. Those are the orders that they're going to be acting upon. Um, And they're already, they're, they're already on standby, uh, you know, for yeah. this. They've been put on standby. And when you see things like Operation Granite Shadow, holy mother of God, what is that? And we'll tell you tonight. Yeah. And so there's there's those things. But also, I don't know if you've seen like what's happening in Israel right now. What's going on in Israel is actually kind of frightening. All in the name of the coronavirus, they're enabling their intelligence services to go to unprecedented links to track cell phone data so that if they see that, oh, we're doing you know, that here. even if random person was just walking by and he came near a, an infected person, they can swoop in mm-hmm. just off the, off the surveillance data they got and grab that person up and throw them into quarantine. We're making plans for that right now. In fact, there's a White House task force. I don't want to give too, too much away right now, but they're already working on this already. Tonight at 9 o'clock, responsible Americans need to step up and pay attention right now. Your rights are being eroded quickly. Never let an emergency go to waste. How much power are you willing to give away during a pandemic? And Thomas Massey is up next. That special is tonight. Join us at blazetv.com, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, save 10%. You're See you there. To Glenn Beck. All right. You know the difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy is I feel bad for you. Empathy is I know how you feel. I've been there. When it comes to frequent, seemingly unending, relentless pain... I know what you're going through. I empathize. I've been there for years. I dealt with pain so bad in my body and my hands. I, uh, my wife would have to get up in the morning and it's embarrassing to say this for some reason, but it is to button my shirt or tie my shoes. There's nothing more humiliating. Um, So I know what it's like to be in pain. And I also know what it's like to get your life back with relief factor I started taking this as a last-ditch effort. I was not talking about it on the air. I started taking it, much against my will because of my wife, um, and it works, and I take it 
every single day and it will change your life. Relieffactor.com. Call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. Just try it. Take a three-week quick start and get your life back. Relieffactor.com. Go to blazetv.com and use the promo code Glenn. It's going to save you 10 bucks off your subscription and see Glenn's uh, uh, special tonight. Welcome to the uh, program. Let's go to Thomas Massey in uh, Washington. You're not actually in Washington, are you, Thomas? Actually, I am. Congressman, are you there? Here. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh. Sorry for that. Hear me, Glenn? <laughs> you there? I'm, I'm sorry that I'm you here. actually had to be in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, um, I am here. I'm in Washington. So, Thomas, tell us what's actually in this bill. It's a six trillion dollar bailout if you add what the fed is putting on top of it and that's without all the other stuff the fed has already done so six trillion dollars i don't even begin to understand it tell me what tell me what tell me what the geniuses have done well they're so smart they're not even sharing the language with us yet so supposedly they came to an agreement last night and it's a thousand pages and you got the price tag right as far as what i'm hearing but there's no text literally all i have to go on is the dear colleague letter from chuck schumer to the other democrats where he's bragging on the victories that he got in the bill that's that is all that's the most substantial representation of the bill that i have right now and i suspect they're going to try and pass it here in congress on a unanimous consent without ever now, what actually is, having congressmen vote. The, how does that happen? How can we possibly spend $6 trillion and not actually have a vote? What does that even mean? How does that work? It, it means that Congress is just a bunch of eunuchs at that point is what it means. Um, it means that the administration, people within the administration and and two or three other people and a bunch of lobbyists got together and wrote a bill and instead of even giving it the imprimatur of a congressional debate we they're just going to try i believe i could be wrong i believe they're just going to ask for unanimous consent to deem it a law like it wouldn't even and be so a voice do, do you have to do you have to vote on that no they would just do it so wait, so wait, how is that constitutional at all? Does that mean that Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and uh, Mitch McConnell and the boys all got together and, and came up with something and then they get the only vote? That's basically what it means. Now, there are some of Where in the Constitution is that? Uh, you know, the Constitution says you have to have a quorum to do business. And, yeah. you know, right. Uh, which is which in, in the House of Representatives is 218. So, uh, and what they do is the speaker assumes that there's a quorum unless somebody raises an objection and points out that there's only one person in the room. But the speaker has really bad eyesight and doesn't count very well. So if there's one person in the room, the speaker assumes there's a quorum and business goes on. Are you going to at least stand up and say, there's no quorum? I want to uh, count. 
there there are a few of us here in Washington D.C. Uh, I don't want to say who the other colleagues are. Okay, they wanted their coordinates right. known, but we we're talking about the the travesty here because because this is probably by the way this is the third bill this is the third coronavirus bill that will have passed if it passes and they're already talking about bill number four and bill number five. Oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh and it's six fundamental trillion problem. dollars it's it's over thomas i mean we have to do something but not 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 give everything away so there's nothing left i mean you know just what little i know what little i know does the bill just say you know what Hold on mortgages. You don't have to pay for mortgages for three months until everybody gets back to work or you can't foreclose on people. I know the government is not foreclosing on people, but how about regular banks? Because they're getting the back door four trillion dollars. How about that? How about uh, how about we're going to make sure that you get immediate unemployment? That's fine. No payroll tax. We're not going to print money. We're just not going to take money from you. None of those are in there. Well, those would be common sense things, but you can be sure that the banks are going to be made whole uh, and, and maybe even more than whole. But here's the problem, Glenn. Let's say this shutdown that the governors have perpetrated on our economy takes $4 trillion out or $6 trillion out, and we inject $6 trillion back in. You can't eat the money, right? Farmers still need to grow food. Manufacturers still need to make insulin. Like, uh, you know, automobile man or uh, truck manufacturers still have to make ambulances to get people to the hospitals, right? Just because Thomas, Thomas yesterday. Same, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Just because you put the same amount of money into the economy that you took out doesn't mean you've created any goods or grown any food. That's the problem we have here, Glenn. And today they're asking us to jump off a cliff, but they're not telling us how far it is to the bottom or what's at the bottom. I I got into my car yesterday and I just needed to get out of the house for a while. So my wife and I took a drive and we drove through uh, a little a little town here uh, called South Lake. It's South Lake Town Square Center. Really nice. Very, really just this quaint little uh, thing in, in the town. It was like a horror movie. It was like everything that you've ever seen in uh, what was it that the the quiet movie or the you know the one where the monsters are coming out? Uh, what's that movie, Stu? Where the monsters hear noise? Quiet Place. Walking Dead. Yeah, the Quiet Place. <laughs> yeah, Walking Dead. Quiet Place. It was the Omega Man. It was there was no place to spend money. There was no place to spend money if you had money. So how is this going to, other than paying my mortgage and making sure that I have money to get food, what else do you need money for right now? What else? Housing, you need medicine. (laughs) There's a whole number of things you need money for. But but I'm saying you can't, that stuff, that's the stuff that should be covered right now. Not just giving me a, a check, giving me a check you you're not even means testing you're not even you're not even looking at what i'm going through now you're just giving people a check for fifteen hundred dollars some people have their jobs other people don't have their jobs 
But there's no testing on that. This is ridiculous. This bill is ridiculous. I did see Chuck Schumer said in his letter that the money will keep coming until this crisis is over. Like, so how do you even know it's $2 trillion once you've promised to pay people money for as long as this goes on? And what is the and what is the the end look like? Can somebody define the end? I've been looking for tripwires. When is this crisis over? When we're all going back to work, or does the crisis continue because we have damage to our uh, society and to the engine of capitalism? And so this continues on for another year, another two. I mean, this has opened the floodgates. The floodgates, and it's conditioning an entire generation to a paternalistic government. Gwen, if I told you four weeks ago that the governors would come out and tell people they can't go to church, you'd think I was crazy, but you'd know I was really insane if I said, and people are going to stay home and the churches are going to close and they're going to dutifully do what the government says. And you know, I, I disagree with crazy. you. No, I don't think so. I think people, I think Americans want to do what's right for America. And so when the president came out and said, maybe we should, maybe we should all stay at home. Uh, everybody wants to do the right thing. But the right thing also includes saving the nation. It also includes not just saving people. We are more, we're an idea. We're a nation. We're a, an economy. The idea is being killed. The economy is being killed. Our, our opportunity to revive the idea and the nation and the economy is being killed. There, is, there comes a point where you have to look at it like the president has been saying and saying, you know, guys, you can't just tell everyone to stay home for the next two months. It's just not going to happen. There's nothing left at the end. There will be nothing left. And, to t- you know, people are going above and beyond what is necessary to do the right thing. There's a hotline now in Kentucky where you can turn in your neighbor. You can t- if you see somebody do something that the governor said not to do, there's a hotline that the governor set up. And I called it so- just, to, just to see. You know, I thought, well, maybe they'll probably staff it with offshore, you know, a call center. But as it turns out, they, the governor's actually just taken people that used to work in other departments and conscripted them to take these calls where people Holy are cow. snitching on their neighbors. And it's busy. So, like, you can't even get through. There's so many people snitching on their neighbors. Because it's that's considered so patriotic. dangerous. That's so dangerous. That is the one thing we've never had that Europe always did is they had snitches, and you never knew who was snitching on you. We've always trusted our neighbor. Thomas, um, I, I actually don't have a problem with the governors doing uh, uh, you know, the, the heavy lifting and all of that stuff. Uh, I have much bigger problem with the, with the government, the federal government doing it, because there's no last resort. They are the final policemen. They're the final stop. And what the governors are doing by telling uh, President Trump that he has to okay the National Guard is insidious. They're doing it, I think, because they don't want to spend the money. And if he calls it, then the feds pay for it. 
if the state calls it, then they're off the hook. So the, the governors are wanting the president to call, but you cannot allow the federal government to have control nationwide of the National Guard. If a if a govern if a, a governor wants to do it, that's fine. People can get away from that governor to forty nine other states. But if the president does it and they don't release the power, there's no place to go. That's a that's a great point. You know, one of the points I've made about the governors doing these things is some of my colleagues here say, look, this is a government taking. The government is taking something from people, their livelihood. So we must pay the people back for their their what was taken from them. But I'm pointing out that it's the governors who are taking and it's the federal government who is giving back. So we are now with this bill, we will be incentivizing governors to destroy their own economy and to put people out of work. Right. And if, and if right. you have one governor and- who stood up to all of it, now the federal government's coming in and saying, well, you might as well go in with the rest of the lot because now we are going to finance all this uh, malfeasance for right. the economy. Right. And there are there are states that are looking at these other states like they're crazy. I mean, it, it's you know, the cities here in Dallas have been and been blasting our governor because he hasn't put the entire state on lockdown. The entire state doesn't need to be on lockdown. Maybe Dallas does. Maybe Houston does. And those those mayors can do that as they say, see fit. But it needs to be held at the lowest possible level. Uh, and does not need to be the entire state. What's happening in Seattle doesn't mean it's happening in Spokane, Washington. That's correct. And the only way we're going to know that, by the way, is testing. Uh, there's something the government is saying which really annoys me, is they say we don't want everybody tested. Everybody doesn't need to get tested. Actually, that's how we get out of this, is when we yes, know who is. has it and who doesn't. Yes, because we, we, we should all be unity. We should all be tested and then we can go back to work. Those who don't have it tested clear, go back to work. Um, and, Thomas, thank yeah, you so and, much for all that you do. The uh, congressman from Kentucky, Thomas Massey, will be watching you and uh, the rest of uh, the uh, congressmen and the senators today in the House and the Senate as they as they maybe don't even vote on six trillion dollars being spent thanks thomas thank you by the way don't forget our uh, our special tonight at nine o'clock it's much more than the the spending bill in fact i don't even know if we're getting into the spending bill tonight there's a lot going on you need to be aware of on blaze tv all right our sponsor this half hour is uh, netsuite successful companies know that you have to have the right tools especially now Man, as you get back to work, if you want to take your company from a two million to a ten million instead of a two million to a five hundred thousand, you have to know exact you have to know what's happening in finance, inventory, HR, customers, all of it. Well, NetSuite is here and they have it all in one place, your entire business from anywhere, even if you're working from home. And with NetSuite, you're covered. They give you the visibility and control you need to make the right decision and grow with confidence. That's why NetSuite customers grow faster than the S&P 500. I want you to schedule your free product tour right now. It's never been more important than right now. Receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com slash beck. That's netsuite.com slash beck. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me go to Patrick in uh, Florida. Uh, hello, Patrick. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Good morning, Glenn, Stu. It's an honor to speak with you guys. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Listen, as somebody who's, somebody who's been labeled an essential employee out here trying to keep up with the massive increase in, for demand on clean water, electricity, you know, we're out here plunging toilets because people are using coffee filters because there's no toilet paper. This idea that Mr. Massey just touched on about unanimous consent angers me because I, I heard that the reason why they got to do unanimous consent is because our representatives are afraid to come back into town because they might get sick. You know, we're out here busting our butts trying to keep things rolling. And our, our, our congressmen and people are proving that they're not even essential employees, but they don't even have to go back in and, and vote. It's mm. ridiculous. Um, it's, Boy, it's un- Patrick, I, I agree with I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think Congress uh, has made just every bad move they possibly could have. Uh, I think, uh, you know, that they're not they're not even showing up uh, for a vote of six trillion dollars, which I believe was the national debt under George W. Bush that was so un-American. Six trillion dollars being spent today and they're not showing up, I think is absolutely despicable, especially when they're saying essential workers, you got to go in. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So I have to I have to tell you, I, I I wanted to get this, squeeze this into the show someplace, and I just haven't had a chance. It's my favorite headline of the day. My favorite headline of the day is Prince Charles tests positive fears for Queen. Now, to me, the way I read that is, oh, Prince Charles has, a, oh my gosh, what's happening with the Queen? <laughs> like, I think everybody's like, oh, he's got it. Huh. What? Is she okay? Please don't let her, don't let her get it. Please, please. We don't want Prince Charles sick or healthy, please. Maybe that's just the American in me, but we have our COVID virus update in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Now on a rare occasion when you leave your house, do you leave the front door standing wide open? Do you leave it unlocked? Of course not. Somebody comes along and steals all the toilet paper that you've hidden in the rafters. What are you going to do? By the way, did you hear the last caller who just said, that he's going in uh, and working. I think he's working for the city because he is a um, uh, he's an essential employee. Oh, no, he's just maybe he's just a plumber because plumbers are essential. He said because people are literally running out of toilet paper and using coffee filters. Oh, dear. God. What is wrong with? First of all, how are you running out of toilet paper? How is that possible? There's toilet paper in the stores. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, if you've got that toilet paper hidden in your rafters, and then and then what happens? Then what happens? Somebody comes and steals it. Well, they don't have to physically get into your house. They can just get into all of your data. They can get into all of your electronic machines, as uh, Joe Biden might call them. 
This is why you need Norton 360. Norton 360. It's affordable. It is simple. It is the easy-to-use solution to the problem of cyber criminals stealing information from all of your devices. With Norton 360, you get a VPN to help block hackers from stealing personal information and companies from tracking all of that information. It uses bank-grade encryption, real-time security for your devices, and it has a safe cam that will block anybody taking over your safe cam. No one can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is an integrated solution to help protect all of your devices. Save up to 50% off your first year with the annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. A lot of people in this country would be delighted to pay more in taxes. Finding yourself speechless listening to progressive arguments. Arm yourself with the facts. Arguing with socialists. A new book from Glenn Beck. Pre-order now on Amazon. All right, here we go with our coronavirus update. The daily stats, as always, as of 5.30 a.m. Central Time from Johns Hopkins University. Total confirmed cases worldwide, now up about 40,000 to 434,000. Total confirmed deaths worldwide, 19,000, up 3,000. Total confirmed worldwide recoveries, 111. That's up 8,000 from yesterday. All 195 countries on Earth have confirmed cases except for the penguins, and I am willing to carry eggs on my feet if they will let me in. 4% of active cases are now considered serious, requiring hospitalization. That is down from 5% yesterday, but as I pointed out, 13% of U.S. confirmed cases do currently require hospitalization. However, that's because there are so many people we believe that are walking around with it uh and uh and and it's so mild they're not even noticing it the u.s now has 54,000 confirmed cases 784 deaths up from 46,000 so a jump of 8,582 deaths yesterday 784 today we have 379 officially recovered against the 784 official deaths. L.A. County Sheriff is now closing all of the gun stores. That's going to make it so much better. I mean, nobody's freaking out about the taking away of their rights when you have counties just saying, no more guns for you. No, that's that's what I would do to calm the masses. America has lost 500,000 millionaires to COVID-19. Bernie Sanders is a pig in... When he heard the news uh, that as uh, as of the close of 2019, there was an unprecedented 11 million American millionaires. That is a reflection of the longest bull market in history. Well, we lost half a million of them. You don't you're not celebrating. Oh, well, you should, because those are the people that are paying the most in taxes. So others can have free stuff. The tandem financial health crisis wrought by COVID-19 uh, has, has really um, uh, hit America's small businesses, but 50% of Americans now are living in shelter-in-place or home quarantine orders. Now, there's a difference between sheltering-in-place and home quarantine. I don't know if anybody cares or knows, but quarantine is you. Don't leave. A shelter in place or at home, 
That is, eh, you got to go to the store. You got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Majority of the public is going to be ordered to stay in home in the coming days as the coronavirus pandemic sweeps the nation. Total of 13 states, at least 16 municipalities have enacted measures to keep residents inside their homes and prevent the spread of the virus, according to CNN. I have to tell you, I don't know why we're closing down everything everywhere. I I don't understand that. There are towns all across America that are still working and can keep social distancing that don't have the virus yet. They should remain online just with social distancing so we can still go to work when we can. Not every again, 13 states and 16 municipalities have enacted measures. That number uh, amounts to 148 million people, or half of the population. Uniformed military personnel yesterday set up a makeshift morgue outside of New York City in a hospital. It is Hollywood disaster scenes uh, that are starting to be seen in some of America's biggest cities. Also, UV, UV rays proven now to destroy the SARS COVID-2 virus. The infection rate of COVID-19 is 22 times higher in Iceland as compared to Australia. The research comes as scientists in Hong Kong demonstrate that SARS COVID-2, the virus responsible for COVID-19, is easily destroyed with UV light, just like all other coronaviruses or flus so it looks like there is indeed going to be uh a uh, an end to this this summer as the season changes but it will also mean that it will come back if we haven't found some sort of a vaccine or some sort of a um some sort of an old medicine or drug that works uh, again prince charles has tested positive I'm wondering I'm wondering if people in in uh in Scotland and Ireland see that as good news or bad news. The queen I hope is in isolation. By the way, did you see Vladimir Putin and he came out yesterday in a spacesuit? He had a bio suit on. Did did that did that look like the brave Putin? I mean, did that, that looked to me like a leader that was a coward. Can you imagine if somebody would have put Donald Trump in that suit and he would have gone into a hospital where they had some patients? You would in America, you would say, don't ever do that. Don't ever put him in that situation. Not not because he would be in danger, but because he would look like a goofball. Yeah, it's the old, uh, you know, Dukakis on a tank type of look it's not exactly ideal though there's a spot between no. what putin did and what the president of mexico has been doing lately which is still oh walking around and the- hugging and kissing people and eating the cheeks of children for whatever reason uh he is uh, how that that whole story is the most undercovered story to me in this entire crisis which is we can do whatever we want here we can social distance all we want that's all wonderful however the fact that we have a country just to our south across a border that we don't want to enforce that is not doing anything 
that is still having uh, soccer matches uh, very, very recently, still having festivals, still having their president walk around and do rallies among tons of people. There's almost no testing going on in that country. They are almost certainly ravaged by uh, coronavirus. And the second we were to cure it here, it would be coming over the border like crazy from there. It would make no difference and we'd have to do it all over again. Yeah. And if we ever got serious, if they were out of control and we got serious about our border, Donald Trump would, of course, be called racist again. Mm -hmm. How can you not help? They didn't do anything in their own country. They didn't do anything. You're yelling at Donald Trump for not doing enough. They're not doing anything. And let him come in. Let's go to uh, Felicia in Colorado because I want to want to finish up today's show. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get into that six trillion dollar bill. Yeah, it's not two; it's six trillion dollars. We're gonna get into that here in a little while. But I also wanted to spend some time with you on the phone to just a gut check on how you're feeling and what's happening in your life. Felicia called us from Colorado. Hello, Felicia. Hi, Glenn. It's such an honor to be on. I've been listening to you for years. You're my you. Thank you. You have changed my life. Um, wow, well, thank you. Re- uh, let me tell you the reason I called in a second. But what I want to let you know is I'm immune compromised. Fifty three years old. Was in the hospital all mm. December. Rehab all November. I have to learn how to walk again. Diabetes. Holy high cow. Blood pressure, et cetera. But I have. Are my you in a bubble? And- you should be. <laughs> Are yes, you in a bubble? Because you should be. My my house, okay. my apartment is surrounded with saran wrap. My kids, they don't let me okay, go anywhere, good. which is great. And my good. husband, he's a, he's essential personnel because he works. Uh, he built hazmat tents for first responders. But the reason I called is this local guy. I'm doing this for a friend. This local guy owns three apartment properties, and she came home the other day, and he posted on all their doors that um, we expect all of our tenants to pay all of the rents and monies due us, just like always. If you don't pay it on time, you're going to get an eviction notice, and we will evict you. And um, and he says, we're paying all of our bills, and you'll be held responsible for the payment of all your bills. Nothing is free. This guy is a jerk. And these Holy are, cow. Yeah, and a lot of them have lost their job because – you know, they're and he sounds like a slumlord because they're lower rent apartments, you know, and yeah. he posted these on all his three properties. Now, the governor, Governor Polis, um, not a fan of him, but Governor Polis and uh, the Jefferson County, where I live, the biggest county in the state, they have not decreed yeah. anything, but they have said they recommend that landlords, you know, make payment arrangements, uh, you know, don't charge late fees, those kinds of things. But they can't, yeah. th- these these landlords like this are protected because it's not a decree. So I really wish Dr. Carson would decree that, that you know, be, be show some humanity. Be, well, know, I we're tell you, this Felicia, together. this is... I agree with you. And this is where we this is where the rubber meets the road. And this is what I was talking to uh, to Thomas Massey about. People have to worry about their rent. They have to worry about their rent at home. If you're a business person, you have to worry about the rent or the mortgage payment uh, for your offices. And that's where people need money right now. We don't need money to go shopping other than food. If you don't, if you lost your job, you can't pay your rent. 
And these banks are getting four trillion dollars and they will be made whole. Um, And there's I don't understand why the government just didn't say, you know, no evictions, no mortgages and not have, you know, the person who owns this guy sounds like a jerk. But um, the person who owns apartment buildings, they do still have to pay that mortgage. And if nobody pays them, they can't pay the mortgage and then they lose the apartment building. So everybody's in it, like you said, together. So it makes sense that we all kind of do what we have to do and work together. But that requires the bank, you know, the person who holds the note to also say, "Okay, you know what? I know it's tough times and you can only make a third of your mortgage payment. That's fine. Don't worry. That's good. But is that happening? And that's what really needs to happen. Everybody needs to do what they can but it has to happen all the way up to the top. You don't want to, you don't, again, this guy sounds like a jerk, but you don't want to stone people because they're higher up on the, the, the ladder as you would might see it. And they own this big property. Well, they might be fighting for their life as well, and they're not getting any relief. And that's the problem. We have to understand that the entire food chain here has been disrupted. Felicia, God bless you. I ho- please stay inside and tell your friend uh, we will pray for them, uh, as we all should be praying for the people uh, who are in these situations. Many people have already lost their jobs. Uh, we, as the president says, we've got to turn this engine back on pretty darn soon. All right. Relief factor. There is a time when uh, you could pack your life full of adventures and go strong. And then something happens. You hit whatever the age is uh, and you're like, oh, wow, uh, that hurt. And then it doesn't go away. So what are you going to do? You're going to give up your life or you're going to fight? Well, you fight and fight and fight and fight. And then there comes a time in your life you hit another birthday and you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Is this as, this is as good as it's going to get? Because I can't stand this anymore. And the pain just overwhelms you. Please, I know you have tried so many things. If you're in chronic pain, I know you've tried a million different things. Please just try this for three weeks. If you don't. If, if you don't feel better in three weeks, stop taking it. But 70% of the people who take it, they do feel better. They see the, the re- reduction in inflammation, which directly uh, leads to the reduction in your pain. Try it, will you? Relieffactor.com. Especially now that doctors are saying, you know, ibuprofen may not be the best thing to take uh, because of the coronavirus. Uh, this is a great great inflammation reducer it is relieffactor.com call 800-583-84 800-583-84 by the way i just know this government so well i better say i'm not a doctor i i just said that off the top of my head you're gonna have to use your own freaking brain and call a doctor to see if you can stop taking ibuprofen for the love of god relieffactor.com call 800-583-84 relieffactor.com 10 seconds station id mitt in minnesota you're on the glenbeck program hello mitt 
Hey, good morning, Glenn. Hey, I have a question. Being that UV rays, it's not my question of the day, but being that UV rays, yeah. I can. Does that mean that um, we're going to get rid of the cracker tax that was given on the last administration? <laughs> I'm not going to even explore that with you, Mitt. I just not. <laughs> you want to go to the want to go to the next question? Yeah. Um, say, right. just I, I work for a transit company, and uh, okay. just wanted to give you some of the the, the things that are being because I get to listen to a lot of conversations. Um, mm. What I have noticed is that the people that are working that live paycheck to paycheck, the people on the street, they're questioning the fear mongering. They don't believe it and stuff like that. And also, there's a elderly ladies on the bus yesterday, and these ladies were scared, scared out of their wit. They one one lady was saying to the other one, "It's like I had to get out of my house. They told me to stay put because if I go outside, I'm going to die." And I think it's mm. totally. I mean, these these ladies are in fear, but I mean. The adverse effect of being told to stay in your home by these people that don't, that may not get interaction with people and stuff like that. The total, my, of my opinion, is the total irresponsibility of the media doing this fear stuff. I mean, what do you, what do, you do when you do stuff like that? So, I mean, I, I yeah. made a decision myself to have a conversation with these people. You Good know, for in my you. own town, if I go to the grocery store, I'm going to sit and talk with an elderly person. My patients Good for you. come in um, and even offer Good to for you. their food or their bill. I mean, because these people are afraid. I mean, it's... it's Mitt, I, I, can't th- I can't thank you enough for bringing this up. And what you're planning on doing, I think, is tremendous. Just tremendous. Um, it is one thing that has been going through my mind a lot uh, as I'm on the radio, and I know that radio is used um, for many people as their source of, you know, entertainment and, and connection to the outside world. And I know that we have a lot of elderly people that listen. And I, I said this a few days ago, that if you're alone in your home, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. I, it's a fine line that responsible media is walking right now. And that, that line is um, how do we get people to understand what we're facing? Uh, and because what we're facing is grim and dire uh, and yet not go into depression or give up uh, or, uh, or just get so isolated that they become terrified that's that's i think part of what the president is saying it's worse than the cure you know the media has just mocked him or ignored when he talks about uh uh, suicides it it's a very lonely place to be at home alone it's a very lonely place and if you've just lost your job and you just don't see any future please know if that's you you are not alone. You can reach out. You can reach out to us if need be. Reach out to somebody. You're not alone, and we are going to make it. This is the Glenbeck Program. Because we always do. 
right now, if you have anything more than pinky toe dipped into the housing market, you're probably pretty worried of, uh, am I going to be able to sell my house? Coronavirus panic, the market downturn we've seen in the last few weeks. It's enough to turn anybody's stomach at the thought of buying or selling a home right now. But people are still moving. They're going to have to move. That's the business is going to go on. People are still buying and selling homes and they're going to keep buying and selling homes because that's the way life works. The most prudent thing you can do right now is to reach out to somebody that has knowledge to be able to help you and use this time to prepare. You know, I don't know what you've been doing, but my kids, we're in the we've been in the garage for the last week. We're organizing everything this week. The closets. Um, but uh, it, now is the time to prepare and, and find the right real estate agent that can get you ready for spring. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Free service to you. We'll hook you up with the right person to get your home sold and help you buy the new one. Glenn Beck is on TV tonight. Go to Glenn TV, uh, well, excuse me, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. Welcome to the uh, program. We have Daniel Horowitz on with us. He is uh, uh, the Blaze podcast host and also uh, with the Conservative Review. He's the senior editor of Conservative Review. Uh, And uh, he has taken a look into the uh, coronavirus rescue bill, the one that is now $6 trillion. $6 trillion. Daniel uh i've never seen anything like six trillion dollars and it looks like they're going to just pass this without an actual roll call vote they're just going to pass it well glenn uh i don't even know if i'm looking at the bill right now i got some sort of copy which is 619 pages but all i know is they're going to vote on it within an hour so there you go. I cannot give you all the details. Now, to be fair, I think it's two trillion, not six trillion. But well, this it's is two trillion. It's two trillion with the four trillion from the Fed. For, for, so from you the have Fed. four trillion. Yes. And, and Glenn, this is just the beginning. Here's here's the most important thing before we get into provisions. Republicans are brilliant. They managed to bankrupt us like Venezuela, while still not even covering certain people and then all of this is going to go into a black hole within a week or two if as the democrat governor seemed to want to do they keep the shutdown going on this severely this indefinitely um there's no amount of trillions of dollars you could print that is going to ameliorate that pig so it's both too large and too little at the same time and it's going to expose them to a bunch of political peril and what the Democrats have showed is that you can never outbid them. If you don't provide a bold contrast in addressing the crisis in a different way, again, there's certain things we have to do with the surge in funding for the, for the hospitals. They have $130 billion for that. We agree to that. Um, extending unemployment benefits because we shut people down. Um, in some states, that will be 1000 to $1,400 a week now. Very generous. So done. Do that. And then let's get back to work over the next few weeks with the prudent balance geographically, demographically, and, and, and take care of the actual problem. But it, instead, what they do is they indiscriminately throw um, 
$500 billion in the form of $1,200 uh, rebates at people, $500 per kid, even to families that didn't lose a penny. But then if you're earning more than $150,000 as a family, as a small business owner, but that's last year on last year's tax returns, but this year you're slaughtered, you get nothing. So they're going to get hit politically for that. Um, this whole thing just, it makes no sense, Glenn, because either we, we, we address this in a different way and we get back to solving the problem, or there is no money in the world that will solve this. So there is no money in the world that will solve this. Um, what, what needed to happen, uh, Daniel, I think, is, to, is solve the immediate needs of those who lost their job or those who are about to lose their house because they lost their job or those who are about to lose their business. I mean, anything that helps business people out um, you know, for especially the small business person, just by saying, look, you don't have to worry about your rent. How much is your rent? Send us the bill. Send us what's going on. You know, some way of just even if you have a mortgage talking to the banks and saying, look, you know, you guys are going to get it for trillion dollars through the back door. And that's just what we're announcing this week, let alone what we, had, we did last week and let alone what you know is coming next week. So no mortgage foreclosures, mortgage break for three months for everybody. That would that would take care of the apartment building owner that has to make the nut and pay for that mortgage. They could then pass that on. I mean, that's the kind of things that we need. And that none of that's in there. None of that's in there. That's exactly the, the point. Once you are giving one thousand to twelve hundred dollars a week for unemployment benefits indefinitely, and, you know, again, in last bill, they took care of the paid leave for 12 weeks, which now they will advance the cash to the small businesses to cover that up front. So you have the immediate problem, the Band-Aid. Why they need to spend an extra $1.5 trillion on the $500 billion for the bailouts for the industries, um, another $367 billion in small business loans, but there's nothing to loan for because they're shut down. And then $150 billion thrown at state governments. Um, and then they have, you know, $30 billion for education, another $20 billion for mass transit, which I thought that's the ultimate people spreader. We want to keep that shut down. It, it doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense. But then at the same time, they're adamantly saying, how dare you, Mr. Trump, hope to get back to work in some a modicum of normalcy by April 12th, by Easter. How dare you do that? This needs to go on indefinitely. And it's almost like they're happy about it. So in that case, again, this money will be gobbled up in no time and we'll be on to the next $10 trillion. And here's the final question, Glenn. If there is no downside to doing this, to, you know, no pain to spending so much immediately more than we need to just now, which is what any normal person would do, why not blow this wide open and give every family a $100,000 check? No, really, where is mm -hmm. the limit? Why, I mean, if, right. if, if there's no limit, here's my question. Why, you know, there's a lot of anxiety. Everyone's worried about the balance of getting back to work and the coronavirus. You know what? Just stay home. Here's $100,000. Nothing to worry. I want to know what is wrong with that. Where, where is that line? Um, the, the reality is Mitch McConnell said 
that this is a wartime World War II-like investment. Where he's wrong is there's nothing to invest in. You can't invest in a dead exactly body. Exactly right. It's going to go in a black exactly hole. Exactly right. Yeah. What you need is in, deregulation. In, in, in World War II, we had planes and tanks and factories at the end of it. At the end of this, what did we invest in? What do we have? What do we have? We're not walking away with anything that can be used. Pardon me? Yeah, you're investing in people staying home. Yes, right. Right. And not investing in their home. If they don't, if they have a home and they're being foreclosed on, you're not giving them money or any kind of relief. They're still going to lose their home. That's what people are worried about right now. They're worried about their home. They're worried about having enough food for their family and a shelter while they're at home. The next thing is, are we destroying the entire country uh, for a virus? I mean, is there going to be anything left? That's, I think, the, what they're worried about beyond the coronavirus itself. They worry about those three things. Do I have a home? Do I have food? And is there going to be any th- job to go back to in the end? This bill doesn't address any of those. And to speak to your home issue, there's another point I think your listeners need to get involved in at a grassroots level with state property or in local property taxes, and it's time to get state legislatures involved in this. One of the problems I see happening in the next few weeks is this. We know the Imperial College study was bogus. Two million deaths, this and that. I'm not saying there's not a serious element, and I do think it is more lethal than the regular flu, but again... What the, is there value add to going from social distancing to complete lockdown? Where's the evidence of that? Where's the evidence that this stuff wasn't baked into the cake from January and February, which it absolutely was because we had flights from Wuhan when I was calling for a shutoff in, in, in January. So unfortunately, all these people that are like, mm-hmm. oh, we have to save lives. Well, yeah, thanks to you, Pelosi had a, tr- had a ban on Trump's ban as late as January 29th. So that's baked into the yep. cake. But my concern, Glenn, is that we're headed for the following scenario where Trump's going to try over the next few weeks to see how to achieve the proper balance. And these Democrat governors are suddenly more powerful than God. You know, I wish states would have been this powerful over the last half century. And they're going to just to make Mm -hmm. him look look bad, push more severe shutdowns. Trump needs to tell them we are not going to bail out the states. If you are going to go more severe than needed in the coming weeks, then you need to pay for that. And one of the ways of doing that is they have to start um, relinquishing uh, property taxes, like, like you said, so homeowners could afford it. I will tell you, Daniel, that I think this is where the president absolutely needs to go. He needs to next week say, you know, here's the plan. We're going to continue to look at how we're doing, but in certain states, they are either past it or it's not the problem. You have to keep your social distancing. But I'm giving this power to the states and every state should open up when they can. We are going to be there to help you open up and we're going to be there and we will encourage you to open up. But it's the individual states. I'm telling you now, open up the country i'm not saying open up new york that's for cuomo to do i'm not saying open california that's for gavin to do i'm saying as far as the federal government is concerned we are open for business in what 38 of the states what do you say 30 of them how about 25 
and we will incentivize people to get back to work as soon as they possibly can. What's no, what's exactly. what's wrong with the president doing that? Well, I, I'll tell you this. I have a quote from the State Department telling me their hope is to get refugee resettlement back up and going by April 7th. So if it's good enough for refugee oh resettlement, gosh. oh, my I mean, gosh, no, you, you oh can't my believe gosh. it. I can't. No, I promise you they said that. I, <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Would you send that to me? That's incredible. I, I will send you the email. It's from the State State Department's Bureau of Population, Migration, and Refugees. Yes. Unbelievable. Daniel, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate it. You can read his uh, column. Uh, you can follow him at RM Conservative. It's Daniel Horowitz, also uh, Blaze uh, Podcast and uh, Conservative Review Editor, Daniel Horowitz. All right. Thanks, Daniel. I want to talk to you a little bit about gold, um, and I'm so glad I have the opportunity to talk to you about this today because there was a story that I, I pulled last night about Goldman Sachs, and I pulled it really out of frustration because I've been told, oh, that's crazy to buy gold. Really? Really? Because I, I, well, I started buying gold when it was $200 an ounce. I was telling my audience to buy it when it was $200, 400 700 and everybody said that was nuts. And I said, don't buy it necessarily as an investment. Buy it for a time of insanity. Well, now the time of insanity is here. And Goldman Sachs is saying, everyone should buy gold. Really? Really? That's the hard currency now, according to Goldman Sachs. Ha. Huh. Funny. Think I heard that somewhere before. Look, here's the thing. It is the currency of the future. Did you see that the Fed last night started talking about their own digital currency, one to go into competition with Bitcoin? They know what this is going to do to the dollar. They know. Please don't wait. Please just find just 10% of whatever you have in your IRA or whatever, any of your savings. Please look at putting 10% in. It's, it may not be right for you, but do your own homework. Please. It is, the, it is the currency of last resort, as pointed out by Goldman Sachs last night. Oh, these people. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Do it now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I don't understand. I really don't understand. Welcome to the program. You know, this this fight between um, uh, Anthony Fauci and the president that is all made up in the press is so agonizing, so agonizing. They're just trying to pull people apart. And Fauci said so much. I mean, he's come out now in the press several times and said, you know, this is just a, this is the press trying to divide um, this team and the president. In fact, I want to give you the exact quote. He said um, that President Trump uh, and he blah, blah, blah. Where is that quote? Uh, of course, I can't find it now. Uh, he says that the, basically there's no difference. There's no foundational difference between himself and President Trump on how to deal with the with the government response on COVID-19. And, you know, this this governor in uh, Nevada uh, that has just said, no, 
no doctors can prescribe uh, chloroquine. Excuse me? Here's Fauci on this. Fauci was just asked, would you, would you give this a shot if you're a doctor? Uh, would you give chloroquine a whirl? He said, of course I would, particularly if people had no other option. These drugs are approved drugs for other reasons. They're anti-malaria drugs and they're drugs against certain autoimmune diseases like lupus. Physicians throughout the country can prescribe that in an off-label way, which means they can write it for something it was not approved for. So he's saying we should give this a whirl. Now, what we have to do is make sure there's enough of this medicine for the people who need it. You've got you've got Israel already making six million tablets and sending them over right away. And the first people that get it are those who are should that are in the hospital and should give that a whirl. And the people with lupus and everything else that already have it, you know, they they need that drug as well. But why this this insistence from the press that this is insane to try doctors if they I, I just don't get it. If doctors feel like there's a chance, can you give people a chance? Stu and I were just talking off air. We have no border security. We have no border security. And Mexico, they're they're practically licking doorknobs. The president of Mexico, they're not shutting anything down. They're not shutting anything down. Well, what does that do to Texas? What does that do to California? If you don't close your border, what difference does it make that you've you've closed the airports? They're now saying in Florida that they need to close the airport and anyone flying in from any place has to be quarantined for 14 days. Okay, so they're doing that, but we've got our border wide open. This is insanity. Insanity. And it all comes from people with agendas and political correctness. And if you want to see an agenda on how you get people to shut up and stay at home, make sure you're watching tonight, blazetv.com. You're going to see a special tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on, um, on coronavirus. Never, ever waste an emergency. Tonight, 9 p.m. This is the Glenn Beck Program.